This audio is presented by Hacker Noon, where anyone can learn anything about any technology. Boiler Feed Water by Babcock and Wilcox Company. Steam, its generation and use by Babcock and Wilcox Company, is part of the Hacker Noon book series. You can jump to any chapter in this book here. Boiler Feed W-A-T-E-R-B-O-I-L-E-R Feed Water. All natural waters contain some impurities which, when introduced into a boiler, may appear as solids. In view of the apparent present-day tendency toward large-size boiler units and high overloads, the importance of the use of pure water for boiler feed purposes cannot be overestimated. Ordinarily, when water of sufficient purity for such use is not at hand, the supply available may be rendered suitable by some process of treatment. Against the cost of such treatment, there are many factors to be considered. With water in which there is a marked tendency toward scale formation, the interest and depreciation on the added boiler units necessary to allow for the systematic cleaning of certain units must be taken into consideration. Again, there is a considerable loss in taking boilers off for cleaning and replacing them on the line. On the other hand, the decrease in capacity and efficiency accompanying an increased incrustation of boilers in use has been too generally discussed to need repetition here. Many experiments have been made and actual figures reported as to this decrease, but in general, Such figures apply only to the particular set of conditions found in the plant where the boiler in question wastested. So many factors enter into the effect of scale on capacity and economy that it is impossible to give any accurate figures on such decrease that will serve all cases, but that it is large has been thoroughly proven. While it is almost invariably true that practically any cost of treatment will pay a return on the investment of the apparatus, the fact must not be overlooked that there are certain waters which should never be used for boiler feed purposes and which no treatment can render suitable for such purpose. In such cases, the only remedy is the securing of other feed supply or the employment of evaporators for distilling the feed water as in marine service. It is evident that the whole subject of boiler feed waters and their treatment is one for the chemist rather than for the engineer. A brief outline of the difficulties that may be experienced from the use of poor feed water and a suggestion as to a method of overcoming certain of these difficulties is all that will be attempted here. Such a brief outline of the subject, however, will indicate the necessity for a chemical analysis of any water before a treatment is tried and the necessity of adapting the treatment in each case to the nature of the difficulties that may be experienced. Table 14 gives a list of impurities which may be found in boiler feed water, grouped according to their effect on boiler operation and giving the customary method used for overcoming difficulty to which they lead. Scale. Scale is formed on boiler heating surfaces by the depositing of impurities in the feed water in the form of a more or less hard adherent crust. Such deposits are due to the fact that water loses its soluble power at high temperatures or because the concentration becomes so high, due to evaporation, that the impurities crystallize and adhere to the boiler surfaces. The opportunity for formation of scale in a boiler will be apparent when it is realized that during a month's operation of a 100-horsepower boiler, 300 pounds of solid matter may be deposited from water containing only 7 grains per gallon, while some spring and well waters contain sufficient to cause a deposit of ashi as 2,000 pounds. The salts usually responsible for such incrustation are the carbonates and sulfates of lime and magnesia, and boiler feed treatment in general deals with the getting rid of these salts more or less completely. Table 15 gives the solubility of these mineral salts in water at various temperatures in grains per U.S. gallon, 58,381 grains. It will be seen from this table that the carbonates of lime and magnesium are not soluble above 212 degrees, and calcium sulfate while somewhat insoluble above 212 degrees becomes more greatly so as the temperature increases. Scale is also formed by the settling of mud and sediment carried in suspension in water. 
This may bake or be cemented to a hard scale when mixed with other scale-forming ingredients. Corrosion, corrosion, or a chemical action leading to the actual destruction of the boiler metal is due to the solvent or oxidizing properties of the feedwater. It results from the presence of acid, either free or developed, 15, in the feed, the admixture of air with the feedwater, or as a result of a galvanic action. In boilers it takes several forms. First, pitting, which consists of isolated spots of active corrosion which does not attack the boiler as a whole. Second, general corrosion, produced by naturally acid waters and where the amount is so even and continuous that no accurate estimate of the metal eaten away may be made. Third, grooving, which, while largely a mechanical action which may occur in neutral waters, is intensified by acidity. Foaming, this phenomenon, which ordinarily occurs with waters contaminated with sewage or organic growths, is due to the fact that the suspended particles collect on the surface of the water in the boiler and render difficult the liberation of steam bubbles arising to that surface. It sometimes occurs with water containing carbonates in solution in which a light flocculent precipitate will be formed on the surface of the water. Again, it is the result of an excess of sodium carbonate used in treatment for some other difficulty where animal or vegetable oil finds its way into the boiler. Priming, priming, or the passing off of steam from a boiler in belches, as caused by the concentration of sodium carbonate, sodium sulfate or sodium chloride in solution. Sodium sulfate is found in many southern waters and also where calcium or magnesium sulfate is precipitated with soda ash. Treatment of feed water, for scale formation. The treatment of feed water, carrying scale-forming ingredients, is along two main lines. First, by chemical means by which such impurities as are carried by the water are caused to precipitate, and second, by the means of heat, which results in the reduction of the power of water to hold certain salts in solution. The latter method alone is sufficient in the case of certain temporarily hard waters, but the heat treatment, in general, is used in connection with a chemical treatment to assist the latter. Before going further into detail as to the treatment of water, it may be well to define certain terms used. Hardness, which is the most widely known evidence of the presence in water of scale-forming matter, is that quality, the variation of which makes it more difficult to obtain a lather or suds from soap in one water than in another. This action is made use of in the soap test for hardness described later. Hardness is ordinarily classed as either temporary or permanent. Temporarily hard waters are those containing carbonates of lime and magnesium, which may be precipitated by boiling at 212 degrees and which, if they contain no other scale-forming ingredients, become soft under such treatment. Permanently hard waters are those containing mainly calcium sulfate, which is only precipitated at the high temperatures found in the boiler itself, 300 degrees Fahrenheit or more. The scale of hardness is an arbitrary one, based on the number of grains of solids per gallon and waters may be classed on such a basis as follows, 1 to 10 grain per gallon, soft water, 10 to 20 grain per gallon, moderately hard water, above 25 grains per gallon, very hard water. Alkalinity is a general term used for waters containing compounds with the power of neutralizing acids. Causticity, as used in water treatment, is a term coined by A. McGill, indicating the presence of an excess of lime added during treatment. Though such presence would also indicate alkalinity, the term is arbitrarily used to apply to those hydrates whose presence is indicated by phenolphthalein. Of the chemical methods of water treatment, there are three general processes. First, lime process. The lime process is used for waters containing bicarbonates of lime and magnesia. Slacked lime in solution, as lime water, is the reagent used. This combines with the carbonic acid which is present, either free or ascarbonates, to form an insoluble monocarbonate of lime. The soluble bicarbonates of lime and magnesia, losing their carbonic acid, thereby become insoluble and precipitate. 
Second, soda process. The soda process is used for waters containing sulfates of lime and magnesia. Carbonate of soda and hydrate of soda, caustic soda, are used either alone or together as the reagents. Carbonate of soda, added to water containing little or no carbonic acid or bicarbonates, decomposes the sulfates to form insoluble carbonate of lime or magnesia which precipitate, the neutral soda remaining in solution. If free carbonic acid or bicarbonates are present, bicarbonate of lime is formed and remains in solution, though under the action of heat, the carbon dioxide will be driven off and insoluble monocarbonates will be formed. Caustic soda used in this process causes a more energetic action, it being presumed that the caustic soda absorbs the carbonic acid, becomes carbonate of soda and acts as above. Third, lime and soda process. This process, which is the combination of the first two, is by far the most generally used in water purification. Such a method ISUSED where sulfates of lime and magnesia are contained in the water, together with such quantity of carbonic acid or bicarbonates as to impair the action of the soda. Sufficient soda is used to break down the sulfates of lime and magnesia and as much lime added as is required to absorb the carbonic acid not taken up in the soda reaction. All of the apparatus for affecting such treatment of feed waters is approximately the same in its chemical action, the numerous systems differing in the methods of introduction and handling of the reagents. The methods of testing water treated by an apparatus of this description follow. When properly treated, alkalinity, hardness and causticity should be in the approximate relation of 6, 5 and 4. When too much lime is used in the treatment, the causticity in the purified water, as indicated by the acid test, will be nearly equal to the alkalinity. If too little lime is used, the causticity will fall to approximately half the alkalinity. The hardness should not be in excess of two points less than the alkalinity. Where too great a quantity of soda ISUSED, the hardness is lowered and the alkalinity raised. If too little soda, the hardness is raised and the alkalinity lowered. Alkalinity and causticity are tested with a standard solution of sulfuric acid. A standard soap solution is used for testing for hardness and a silver nitrate solution may also be used for determining whether an excess of lime has been used in the treatment. Alkalinity. To 50 cubic centimeters of treated water, to which there has been added sufficient methyl orange to color it, add the acid solution, drop by drop, until the mixture is on the point of turning red. As the acid solution is first added, the red color, which shows quickly, disappears on shaking the mixture, and this color disappears more slowly as the critical point is approached. One-tenth cubic centimeter of the standard acid solution corresponds to one degree of alkalinity. Causticity. To 50 cubic centimeters of treated water, to which there has been added one drop of phenolphthalein dissolved in alcohol to give the water a pinkish color, add the acid solution, drop by drop, shaking after each addition, until the color entirely disappears. One-tenth cubic centimeter of acid solution corresponds to one degree of causticity. The alkalinity may be determined from the same sample tested for causticity by the coloring with methyl orange and adding the acid until the sample is on the point of turning red. The total acid added in determining both causticity and alkalinity in this case is the measure of the alkalinity. Hardness. 100 cubic centimeters of the treated water is used for this test, 1 cubic centimeter of the soap solution corresponding to 1 degree of hardness. The soap solution is added a very little at a time and the whole violently shaken. Enough of the solution must be added to make a permanent lather or foam, that is, the soap bubbles must not disappear after the shaking is stopped. Excess of lime is determined by nitrate of silver. If there is an excess of lime used in the treatment, a sample will become a dark brown by the addition of a small quantity of silver nitrate, otherwise a milky white solution will be formed. Combined heat and chemical treatment. 
Heat is used in many systems of feed treatment apparatus as an adjunct to the chemical process. Heat alone will remove temporary hardness by the precipitation of carbonates of lime and magnesia and, when used in connection with the chemical process, leaves only the permanent hardness or the sulfates of lime to be taken care of by chemical treatment. The chemicals used in the ordinary lime and soda process of feed water treatment are common lime and soda. The efficiency of such apparatus will depend wholly upon the amount and character of the impurities in the water to be treated. Table 16 gives the amount of lime and soda required per 1,000 gallons for each grain per gallon of the various impurities found in the water. Thistable is based on lime containing 90% calcium oxide and soda containing 58% sodium oxide, which correspond to the commercial quality ordinarily purchasable. From this table and the cost of the lime and soda, the cost of treating any water per 1,000 gallons may be readily computed. Less usual reagents, barium hydrate is sometimes used to reduce permanent hardness or the calcium sulfate component. Until recently, the high cost of barium hydrate has rendered its use prohibitive but at the present it is obtained as a byproduct in cement manufacture and it may be purchased at a more reasonable figure than heretofore. It acts directly on the soluble sulfates to form barium sulfate which is insoluble and may be precipitated. Where this reagent is used, it is desirable that the reaction be allowed to take place outside of the boiler, though there are certain cases where its internal use is permissible. Barium carbonate is sometimes used in removing calcium sulfate, the products of the reaction being barium sulfate and calcium carbonate, both of which are insoluble and may be precipitated. As barium carbonate in itself is insoluble, it cannot be added to water as a solution and its use should, therefore, be confined to treatment outside of the boiler. Silicate of soda will precipitate calcium carbonate with the formation of agalatinous silicate of lime and carbonate of soda. If calcium sulfate is alsopresent, carbonate of soda is formed in the above reaction, which in turn will break down the sulfate. Oxalate of soda is an expensive but efficient reagent which forms a precipitate of calcium oxalate of a particularly insoluble nature. Alum and iron alum will act as efficient coagulants where organic matter is present in the water. Iron alum has not only this property but also that of reducing oil discharged from surface condensers to a condition in which it may be readily removed by filtration. Corrosion. Where there is a corrosive action because of the presence of acid in the water or of oil containing fatty acids which will decompose and cospiting wherever the sludge can find a resting place, it may be overcome by the neutralization of the water by carbonate of soda. Such neutralization should be carried to the point where the water will just turn red litmus paper blue. As a preventative of such action arising from the presence of the oil, only the highest grades of hydrocarbon oils should be used. Acidity will occur where seawater is present in a boiler. There is the possibility of such an occurrence in marine practice and in stationary plants using seawater for condensing, due to leaky condenser tubes, priming in the evaporators, etc. Such acidity is caused through the dissociation of magnesium chloride into hydrochloride acid and magnesia under high temperatures. The acid in contact with the metal forms an iron salt which immediately upon its formation is neutralized by the free magnesia in the water, thereby precipitating iron oxide and reforming magnesium chloride. The preventive forecorrosion arising from such acidity is the keeping tight of the condenser. Where it is unavoidable that some seawater should find its way into a boiler, the acidity resulting should be neutralized by soda ash. This will convert the magnesium chloride into magnesium carbonate and sodium chloride, neither of which is corrosive but both of which are scale-forming. The presence of air in the feed water which is sucked in by the feed pump is a well-recognized cause of corrosion. Air bubbles form below the waterline and attack the metal of the boiler, the oxygen of the air causing oxidization of the boiler metal in the formation of rust. 
The particle of rust thus formed is swept away by the circulation or is dislodged by expansion in the minute pit this left forms an ideal resting place for other air bubbles and the continuation of the oxidization process. The prevention is, of course, their moving of the air from the feedwater. In marine practice, where there has been experienced the most difficulty from this source, it has been found to be advantageous to pump the water from the hot well to a filter tank placed above the feed pump suction valves. In this way the air is liberated from the surface of the tank and a head is assured for the suction end of the pump. In this same class of work, the corrosive action of air is reduced by introducing the feed through a spray nozzle into the steam space above the waterline. Galvanic action, resulting in the eating away of the boiler metal through electrolysis was formerly considered practically the sole cause of corrosion. But little is known of such action aside from the fact that it does take place in certain instances. The means adopted as a remedy is usually the installation of zinc plates within the boiler, which must have positive metallic contact with the boiler metal. In this way, local electrolytic effects are overcome by a still greater electrolytic action at the expense of the more positive zinc. The positive contact necessary is difficult to maintain and it is questionable just what efficacy such plates have except for a short period after their installation when the contact is known to be positive. Aside from protection from such electrolytic action, however, the zinc plates have a distinct use where there is the liability of air in the feed, as they offer a substance much more readily oxidized by such air than the metal of the boiler. Foaming. Where foaming is caused by organic matter in suspension, it may be largely overcome by filtration or by the use of a coagulant in connection with filtration, the latter combination having come recently into considerable favor. Alum, or potash alum, an iron alum, which in reality contains no alumina and should rather be called potassiferic, are the coagulants generally used in connection with filtration. Such matter as is not removed by filtration may, under certain conditions, be handled by surface blowing. In some instances, Settling tanks are used for the removal of matter in suspension, but where large quantities of water are required, filtration is ordinarily substituted on account of the time element and the large area necessary in settling tanks. Where foaming occurs as the result of over-treatment of the feed water, the obvious remedy is a change in such treatment. Priming. Where priming is caused by excessive concentration of salts within a boiler, it may be overcome largely by frequent blowing down. The degree of concentration allowable before priming will take place varies widely with conditions of operation and may be definitely determined only by experience with each individual set of conditions. It is the presence of the salts that cause priming that may result in the absolute unfitness of water for boiler feed purposes. Where these salts exist in such quantities that the amount of blowing down necessary to keep the degree of concentration below the priming point results in excessive losses, the only remedy is the securing of another supply of feed, and the results will warrant the change almost regardless of the expense. In some few instances, the impurities may be taken care of by some method of water treatment but such water should be submitted to an authority on the subject before any treatment apparatus is installed. Boiler compounds. The method of treatment of feed water by far the most generally used is by the use of some of the so-called boiler compounds. There are many reliable concerns handling such compounds who unquestionably secure the promised results, but there is a great tendency toward looking on the compound as a cure-all for any water difficulties and care should be taken to deal only with reputable concerns. The composition of these compounds is almost invariably based on soda with certain tannic substances and in some instances a gelatinous substance which ice presumed to encircle scale particles and prevent their adhering to the boiler surfaces. The action of these compounds is ordinarily to reduce the calcium sulfate in the water by means of carbonate of soda and to precipitate it as a muddy form of calcium carbonate which may be blown off. 
The tannic compounds are used in connection with the soda with the idea of introducing organic matter into any scale already formed. When it has penetrated to the boiler metal, decomposition of the scale sets in, causing a disruptive effect which breaks the scale from the metal sometimes in large slabs. It is this effect of boiler compounds that is to be most carefully guarded against or inevitable trouble will result from the presence of loose scale with the consequent danger of tube losses through burning. When proper care is taken to suit the compound to the water in use, the results secured are fairly effective. In general, however, the use of compounds may only be e recommended for the prevention of scale rather than with the view to removing scale which has already formed, that is, the compounds should be introduced with the feed water only when the boiler has been thoroughly cleaned. About Hacker Noon book series, we bring you the most important technical, scientific, and insightful public domain books. This book is part of the public domain. Babcock and Wilcox Company, 2007. Steam, its generation and use. Urbana, Illinois. Project Gutenberg. R-E-T-R-I-E-V-E-D-H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash www. Gutenberg. Org, Cash, EPUB, 22657, PG 22657 images. HTML This ebook is for the use of anyone anywhere at no cost and with almost no restrictions whatsoever. You may copy it, give it away or reuse it under the terms of the Project Gutenberg license included with this ebook or online atwww. Gutenberg. Org. Located at https colon slash slash www. Gutenberg. Org. Policy. License. HTML. Thank you for listening to this Hackernoon story, read by Artificial Intelligence. Visit hackernoon.com to read, write, learn and publish. Dot.